0: All right. Hopefully, hopefully this is on. I think it is on. There it is. Um, uh, another episode of Invisible Visible. Uh, thank you again for taking the time to click on this button and listen to our wonderful senior class of 2017. Uh, we have an intimate group today. Um, that's great, give, given, given the nature of our conversation today. And I, I'm, I, it's a kind of a big, broad question. Um, I'm just really interested in what these young people have to say, um, given that it's their world that they're living in. Um, uh, so it is, uh, what is it, March? What day is it? March, March 9th. 9th, 2017. Um, a lot of stuff's happening out in the world uh, a lot of different things. We just got an edited version of the healthcare bill. Um, a lot of, a lot of, kind of, a lot of people are talking about it. Both on both sides of the aisle, find it find it uh, to be problematic. Uh, some are rejoicing. It's a kind of a divided. Uh, country as, as, as regard to the health care bill. We have an edited um, travel pause. That's what the official language is now. It's no longer a ban. It's a pause. Um, uh, Iraq is no longer a part of the nation. So we have six nations that are now um, that are now uh, banned for 90 days, pause, excuse me, for 90, 90 days. Um, there's that, what's happening? Right here in Philadelphia, we had, or very recently we had um, a Jewish uh, cemetery was desecrated, I think a, a thousand or a very large number of them were, um, uh, were destroyed in a cemetery there. And so a lot of stuff is happening both locally and nationally and, and abroad. And I'm interested in... What is the responsibility of schools in this kind of social and political climate? Um, there's been a varied, various responses from schools around the country, um, some more engaged than others. But I'm interested in what, you know, adults have a lot of opinions about that, the role of schools in its environment. But I'm interested in what teenagers think, the role of a, a place of education. What is the role that schools play in a very heated political environment? I was talking to the students about, I'm, I'm 33 years old, I be mean, 34 in a couple of months, but I'm 33 years old, and um, I don't remember a time, I mean, I, and I grew up during the 90s during um, the Iraqi war and the Scud missile and things like that, and Desert Storm, I remember that, but I didn't remember, I didn't remember it being such a, I don't remember it being so, maybe because the internet has made it such anyway, i I'm, I'm talking a lot, sorry. I am interested in what you all think is the responsibility of schools... During this political climate, should schools be diving deep, deep, deep into those kind of conversations, or are schools supposed to be safe zones where you engage in your education and you are protected from the world, or is some happy place in the middle, whatever that thing is? Um, that is my question to you all. And who
1: Um, so I think that the job we we're actually just talking about this in philosophy of justice um, we we're talking about Aristotle and the telos of uh, school which is like the purpose um, of stuff and so uh, Dr. Kimmel who's the teacher asked us what um, the telos of Germantown Academy was and a lot of people said um, which is kind of depressing to me said college prep um, and I think You know, I don't know. I thought that was a little depressing. So I think, like, the most important thing that a school should teach you is, um, like, how to be active in the world. And so my favorite classes have been the one that have, like, opened my eyes most to the world. Like, I loved um, my AP World History class. Um, And I really like this Philosophies of Justice class. Or like my English classes, where we're discussing real world topics, um, because that's just the way that I see myself able to express myself most in the world, and like be able to make a change. So I think it's definitely. So to get back to the original point, I think it's definitely um, the school's job to at least facilitate conversations to happen um, surrounding politics, because there's a lot of uh, potential for really smart uh, people and smart decisions to be made at this school. Um, but if we don't like foster them now and don't foster a, um, desire to learn more about the world, then I don't know when that comes. So I think that should be made here so long. I don't know. Is anyone else? Okay.
2: Also, I think just kind of, I guess in the the same general idea, um, I think it's really important, especially with politics and everything, to make, say, like a mock decision of what you would do in that scenario if you had perfect control of what you think the world should do, but then to see kind of the reaction and the actual implementation of those um, and kind of maybe see the flaws in your thinking. And I think there's only so much time you have that you can observe in that sense, and I think that if we, as a school, didn't dive kind of deeply into current events, we would lose a lot of that opportunity. Um, So I definitely think that a school has the responsibility of keeping its students aware of what's happening so that they're kind of not forced to take a position, but that it really facilitates that.
3: Um, And to that point, I agree that schools um, should have to facilitate um, discussions because I think that... The point of school is um, education, obviously, is like the number one point of attending a school. And so I think it's, you. I, I don't think you can like fully educate your students if you don't educate them about the world that you're going to send them off into afterwards. So, I mean, you can teach somebody how to do math and like that's, you know, something that they should be able to do and that's like a perfectly good use of their time. and But I think, like, part of their education needs to be um, educating them about the state of the world.
4: Yeah, I agree. And I think also, like, I guess GA kind of, they, we do a good job about this because we have so many clubs and classes that you can, but I think a lot of the complaint comes because I agree that it should be a place where your, like, political engagement is, um, like, We're encouraged, but I think a lot of the complaints is that people, like, feel like there's, like, very polarized sides, and there's not always – because I go to a lot of different clubs, and in those clubs, I'm often with people of the same beliefs as I have, which I enjoy, but I think a lot of the thing is there's not, like – a good balance of having discussions in a productive way with people of maybe like the other side that you disagree with. And so I really enjoy the places where I can have discussions with people I agree with. But I also think that there's kind of like a polarized divide when people have like say like choose a party, which is like which was just emphasized with this election because I don't think it was like that before.
0: Um, Yeah, I think Alex made a great point. Um, and one of the things I like most about GA is the diversity. And I think that the greatest conversation can come out of being aware of acknowledging all sides of the conversation. And I think especially at a time like this, it's really, really important that you have your beliefs and that you stick with them. But at the same time, you're also
3: acknowledging the other side.
5: sorry I'm chewing um (laughs) yeah I I mean I I agree with everything almost everyone said because um I think it's really I think it's a really hard question because there is and especially around around the election I think we didn't really realize how much tension there was um along political parties or affiliations or whatever you may call it um until like (laughs) that day came after the election and we were all like wow like You don't really realize how separated it is or how much like anxiety there is around the separation, which I think is like sad in some respects. But like um, at the same time, it was just interesting to see um, because one, I didn't realize how actually like um, divided or diverse our community is, which was interesting. Um, But also you just realize that it is like a heated debate, which kind of makes the topic a lot harder because – Obviously, you don't want to be insensitive to people's opinions and um, create, like, I don't know, a hostile environment for people to share what they believe in um, along discussions. But at the same time, you do really want to foster discussions because – or even just um, keeping people informed. Because I think a lot of times, especially in high school, you know – classic like teen angst whatever teenage thing you just kind of stick to your like stick to yourself stick to your own problems you don't really look out into the world and like I don't know get to see what's happening and I think a lot of times people are just like ill-informed or like don't even know what's happening so I think especially you see with our but I think like the biggest problem is how you kind of enforce that or like help that because like when you think of I don't know, ideas of how to foster discussions or even debates or just, like, sharing or even just, the like, giving information. I don't know, like, you th- always think of history class, basically. That's what I think of. Um, but other than that, it's kind of difficult. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think part of this question, like, I think it would be wrong if you kind of didn't include some kind of political, like, atmosphere or discussion in school because i think like a lot of high schoolers that come in as freshmen and ready to like start establishing their beliefs because you're becoming more independent from your parents so i know like as a freshman, like, I understood politics, and I understood, like, where my parents stood, but I didn't know, like, necessarily, like, where I was, so, like, by talking in different classes, and by learning about, like, just, like, the American system from the beginning, and, you know, just, like, going to clubs, like, I think that really helped, so I think it's a place where people are able to really, like, come to terms with who they are, whether it's, like, like, outside of their parents' beliefs, whether, like, or not you agree with them, you know, so I think if you didn't have that, people wouldn't have that that space to begin to, like, foster their beliefs. Because then when you get to college and, you know, if you, if you haven't had any beneficial discussions with anyone, you're not, like what Lily said, you're not informed and you're not, you know, like, able to be have a productive discussion.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of... So, yeah, when you're talking about what it was like to be a freshman versus now, that's, like, really vivid in my mind because I was so apathetic towards, I mean, in comparison to now, like, towards what was actually going on in the world, and I guess that's because there wasn't this tension, like, there wasn't the same political atmosphere, but I think that's also because, like, in 10th grade, I had really great teachers in the humanities, ha, <laughs> chitty, and then, but I also, but, um, I don't know, like, I I always come back to my world class just because, um, you know, you're studying, like, hum. uh, patterns of humans throughout history, like, from the very beginning. And, like, the same patterns kept reoccurring. And it kept, like, one of the go-tos is always, oh, it's the patriarchy or, you know, cultural diffusion. So I think, like, just, like, even putting it to, like, oh, like, realizing that's a thing that exists, you know? It's not just, like, girl power. It's, like, oh, no, like, you know? So I then I started going to Feminist Forum more. But I think, like, that initial kickstart was, like, having stuff in the classroom. And so, um, yeah, like, I could have gone to Feminist Forum all freshman year, but I didn't really think it was anything important to go to. And now, you know, I always try to go because I had that um, interest sparked in class. And so I think it's really important for teachers to bring it up in class because otherwise, like, there's no way to reach anyone unless it's optional. And there's so much stuff going on lunch, obviously, because, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you can't just depend on people to do it themselves and for it to be optional. I think, you know, some sort of political informed discussion needs to happen in classrooms. Uh, um,
0: <clears throat> this is all great points. I I wonder, and this is, I'm going to say this point and then wonder your response to it. I wonder if adults can do a better job at modeling the kind of conversations that are helpful, if, if you know what I'm saying. I feel like I, I personally think that um, we assume that you all know how to engage in these conversations meaningfully. We didn't assume you guys did it because you guys are smart and you, you know, wear GA uniforms. Um, and I don't think we do a good enough job. If I'm talking about adults here where we don't, I don't know, I'm not saying GA, but I wonder if schools in general don't, do, don't show students enough of here are examples of adults who have very different views on, I don't know, the fiscal the fiscal health of our country, and they could be incredibly different, but they can engage in a conversation that's respectful and meaningful. I think, all, I think the challenge of high school, is that a lot of what kind of, it's like a gift and the curse. A lot of the things that kind of energizes you and makes you feel like, man, I love my high school is competition. A lot of of people, when they think about the health of a school, thinks about their sports. They think about um, uh, the, the games that you guys play, which is great, but I also think when you have a culture that's built on competition, it sometimes runs counter to good conversations because you go in that, you, you, you default into kind of competition mode where it's like, I win, I'm winning and you are losing, right? Which actually doesn't help in conversations, right? It doesn't help at all in conversations. So therefore to combat that, I think that we, should do, we could do a better job of modeling that yes, you can compete in the House Olympics, but when it comes to discussions about culture, it's different, it's a different mode. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that that would be helpful and what would that look like in your brain?
4: Yeah, I have like had a few history teachers because like, like Lily was saying, you always kind of go back to history class with this thing because I think that's like where it's most facilitated and especially like in English this year also, but I do wish in more classes, you know, we would have open discussions, but a few of my teachers have been very good about being extremely neutral when talking about the things and you could probably assume their beliefs but they approach it in a way that's like everyone's opinion is valid and i want to hear everyone and it's a very you know productive thing and like we had some really hard conversations especially i'm in like a a class about nazi world and it's a pretty like challenging class but we've had productive good discussions because of the teachers you know like neutral way and i think that's really good and so if there was more of that in a way like and i think i especially GA, you kind of know who has, like, what, be- what believes, and, like, you're, a lot of people are careful of what they say around certain teachers or people, mm-hmm. so I, I think if we had more productive discussions like that, it would be less, like, fear of speaking up, and you'd be more comfortable having, like, productive discussions, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think, like, to that point, I think, like, this is an extremely polarizing time in our nation, and I think a lot of, like, view, like, I think our school is, like, really, like, subject to that polarization, and I think that, um, we as a school have, like, not done a good job of, like, taking a step back and learning, like, I think that the environment we're trying to, like, we should be fostering, in my opinion, is that, is one where, um, that's, like, based around knowledge and about, like, and I think that it's important that, like, before you go into an argument with somebody, you, like, know... Relatively, what you're talking about, um, and I, so I think, like, like back to your original point, like, should this be involved in school? I think, like, that is the, like, that's the most important part of school is not is not to yeah. say who's right or wrong, or, but I think it's important to show how to have the conversation by supporting it with evidence and giving the students the evidence they need in order to support their ideas. I have
0: this theory old theory I'm talking a lot in this one I'm sorry <laughs> okay. but I, I'm enjoying this kind of you know you should do this more often yeah. small I like, I like, the, the small group. thing yeah. works with um, um, I was saying <laughs> that um, <laughs> I'm like totally not in my meeting I'm sorry Miss Mason um, but this is so good <laughs> um, um, I have a theory that high school teaches, how you, teaches you how to tie your shoes like, you do, you put the loop in, da, 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 da. and in college, it's like, why are we tying our shoes? Like, I feel like that's the, the thing. That's what college is like. College is like, sh- sh- what about Velcro? Have you considered Velcro? Have you considered not wearing shoes? And so it kind of, like, debunks and take, puts it on its head, and high school is kind of the place where you learn about the importance of shoes. So I wonder if I, – I, I started this conversation talking about debating, but I wonder if you're right, Michaela, that maybe – our schools are the places where you have to really hammer down what is knowledge, what is the truth, what is the truth, and then so everyone has a common language, then you debate on that common language. Because what often happens is that people engage from different kinds of knowledge sources, <laughs> and, and therefore it's not really a healthy debate because we are not from, we're not sipping from the same... I don't know the metaphor uh, pond. That's horrible, but, um, but <laughs> that's horrible. But you know what I'm saying? Like we don't. I and mean, that's a bad metaphor. Sorry, folks out there. But um, but you know what I mean. I, I wonder if that's what we should be doing. Like really doing knowledge one on one.
5: Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of it because like what I was saying before, like the informative piece of it. Um, I think it's really important, and I, I also loved my world class. Um, but I will say the one thing you lose with AP classes, especially in AP history, especially, um, is the current events. And
1: Tony Garvin. Tony yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I had I had more, but not that it matters. Um, no, but you do because if you're staying on a truck. And I think that's how most people feel. And like, I talk to people in Euro too, like, it's very, it's much more information based and less like, discussion in terms of I don't know, current events and stuff like that and what's going on in the world. Yeah, it depends. But whatever. And um and so because I remember like we were talking about um the rise of Islam yeah. in the world. And I remember not really talking about Islamophobia and how it affects today. And I was like super disappointed in our class and I was like, how could we just like not talk about the misconceptions of Islam now? Um So, like, just, like, that, like, just missing that opportunity is something, um, because you could have debunked, like, a ton of theories that are incorrect in, like, one class period, you know, if you actually talked about it, and I think a lot of, like, what Alex was saying, too, is that you come into high school, and, like, you, like, not to be, like, (laughs) mean, but, like, you don't really know what, how you, you don't really know much, and you don't really know what your position is, and, like, a lot of the information you get is incorrect or just weird or from, like, three sources down. Or, yeah, from your parents. And most of it's biased. And so I think, like, just, like, giving information and then, like, allowing people to come to their own conclusions is really important. Mm. But I think a lot of times we just skip the information. Yes. And we just, like, we skip the first part and then there's no there's no room or, like, even ability for the second or more meaningful one. So...
2: I was kind of going off that um, I always feel like when I get into the discussion with someone who maybe has like a different view than I do um, that it turns into like I've, I have an idea of what I want to say, and I want to convince you of that. Yes. And you have an idea, and you want to convince me of that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's, it's all competition. And, like, you're attacking, you're defending. <laughs> and, yeah, be. no, you're not actually going to get anywhere with that because I've found facts that support my argument. You've found facts that support your argument. So there's really, like, I'm not going to doubt yours. We just need to get more. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to do that while we're debating, and I want to win. Um, so I just I feel like that's kind of a danger when you try and prompt more discussion in maybe a school because then people are going to start to like define themselves as like, okay, I'm a libertarian or all right, I'm a democrat. And then they're going to maybe just try and defend that even when they feel that maybe certain positions are wrong or anything, but you feel like you have to keep that label. I don't know. That's just like my personal feelings.
1: Yeah, um, this is, like, kind of a little off of what we were talking about before, but um, we were talking about staying neutral and, like, um, just trying to give, like, objective information. But I think sometimes our school, um, in its attempt to stay neutral, kind of doesn't even get into the discussion or doesn't even bring it up because that would be offending a certain group of people when it's really just, like, a fact um, or it's just, like, a... A violation of some people's um rights not to be super (laughs) uh you know dramatic but it's not being dramatic um and so (laughs) um I don't know so I think sometimes like that attempt at keeping everyone comfortable and neutral and just um obtaining information and knowledge a I don't really think like we were saying before that we obtain enough knowledge but b like I think that some of the reason for that is that there's this need to not offend people who are sometimes being offensive.
0: Can I say three seconds of things? I got you, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm like, this is so good. Uh, (laughs) This is going to sound paradoxical, but I think this is the the truth. Educators need to be neutral and not neutral. That's like a really crazy thing to say, but I think it's true. I think some people sway too heavily in one direction and in the other direction. It's actually... it's a. That's why teaching is so hard. Like for example, let's say if you're you're in a class and someone says something like, um, "I uh, I totally this is really offensive. I'm not saying it's not. am just saying something right. Let's so say to someone in a class like I totally get why Hitler did what he did, right? I totally it makes sense to me. Are you saying a teacher needs to be neutral at that moment, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. right? You that doesn't make sense to be neutral in that moment, right? But as an educator, as an educator, you ha- it's a dance, you have to provide the kind of environment where someone would feel comfortable saying that, so you can be not neutral. Does that make sense? like you don 't want to create an environment you don 't you want, you want to create an environment where someone will say, "Has that thought?" and that is actually the best place to have it debunked. So you have to create an environment where someone will say that. And then you have to also have created an environment where you can have it debunked. But that dance is so hard. And so I think sometimes schools are so either unskilled or unwilling to play that dance. So either they go super neutral, where you have a class about Islam, and don't talk about Islamophobia, super neutral, or they are super not neutral, or it becomes a preaching class where I'm going to try to sway everyone to believe what I believe, and I don't care what you believe, whatever. And so both are not winning, but I think that that dance is just so hard, but I don't think a lot of places, um, I'm not not talking about GA, but I think schools in general, it's a hard dance that a lot of schools haven't mastered. I'll
4: make this really quick but i was just gonna say going off of gavin's point of like these kind of arguments where both sides go in and like think they're going to convince the other people i think what gets overlooked a lot in high school is like you come to an environment like ga and everyone shows up to go to school and people just don't necessarily think about like where your beliefs are coming from so i think that's the big problem of like when they show up for like that argument and you're like i have this convincing idea and like i need to convince you it's like people don't necessarily respect where those ideas came from. And I think that's the big thing of, like, why there's a lot of conflict, because people think one way or the other, but people don't understand why you think that way. So I think that's at the basis of, like, the knowledge of people are able to, like, like go... I, I just think it's, like, also just, like, a respect thing as well. If people aren't going to respect, like, your side, like, how are you going to have it's a different. conversation? Yeah. Oh. yeah. But, well, but, yeah, yeah. That, that was... No, that was great. <laughs> it, it, it...
0: Any, who needs period? Uh, is there? Just kidding. Period A teachers, we love you and respect you. You're a pillar of our education. Is there, Are there any other? <laughs> is, any of the final thoughts about any of this stuff? Cool. This is wonderful. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for listening to that, uh, and I hope you tune in next time. Have a good day.
4: Bye.